I forgot the term that they call it. Eh? Not window shopping. Window shopping is for people who don't have money. Retail therapy, that's the term I'm looking for. You go for retail therapy. And when you're shopping, you don't care. You don't care how much you've got, whatever. You are just doing things that will appease yourself. And when you come back home, you've got plastics, plastics and plastics. And people say, how do you feel? And you say, I feel good. But you've spent money. But I feel good. Same applies to you. When God is working in you, he's doing things that probably to you, you don't understand them. But when he's, sometimes he sits on the throne and says, I feel good. Because I'm, wake, I'm working in you, both to do and to will for my pleasure. Four things that must happen to you when he's working in you. Read. Continue. Do, do all things without complaining and disputing. Number one, when God is working in you, you do all things without complaining and disputing. You do the work of the Lord without... Ah, oh, come on, talk, talk, talk to me, church. You do the work of the Lord without? So if you ever find somebody doing the work complaining, you must understand that God is not working in them. It is them working in themselves. Am I talking to somebody? You know, I, I, I read this scripture. I went, I just passed by it last night. Hey, but when I got home, it started ministering to me. That God must work with me. If I want to do the work of the Lord, the, the, the owner of the work must first work in me. For me to understand, that's why when you join that company, they first take you to induction. We induct you. The owners of the company must induct you. Oh Lord, you must induct me for your work, man. Number two, read, continue. That you may become blameless and harmless. Listen, when God has worked in you, you become blameless and You cannot achieve blameless by yourself. God must work in you. Hello? It's like a fisher who goes fishing and he, 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 he brings fish. When you, when, you, when you brought fish to the shore, you don't just start by eating it. Hello? You don't just start by partaking the fish. You must go into a time of cleansing. We talked about this on Sunday. And you must clean the fish. It, it is still fish, but it needs cleansing. Bible says that you may become blameless and harmless. You must be approachable if God has worked in you. You, you become harmless. You don't intimidate people. You take, you take the podium and you start, people are like, hey, that one. No, God has not worked in you. You, you are operating in the flesh. Hello? Listen, continue. Children of God without fault in the midst of the group and the first generation uh -huh. among whom you shine as You must become blameless and harmless in a crooked and perverse generation. <laughs> Shake a neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, we are living in a crooked and perverse generation. But God must still work in you. If you want to be different, God must work in you. Hello? But number three, he says, among you, shine as lights in the world. Number three, and very important, 
When God has worked in you, your light must shine. It's there in the Bible. Your light must your light must shine. Even in darkness, your light must shine. Even when people expect your light not to shine, your light must still shine, Papa. The apostle writes a book, he's got a book, uh, uh, pressing on when, when all the reasons are there to give up. It's when the light is shining. But these things you can't achieve in carnality. God must work in you. Take your neighbor, the neighbor, God must work in you. Those things that you are struggling with, it's because God has not worked in you. God must work in you. Hello? Your light must, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it. You can't shine it, one. You can, you, can, you can only shine it when there's electricity. But God is expecting you to shine in the midst of load shedding. In the midst of spirit shedding. In the midst of anointing shedding. But your light still shine. You come to church and the worship team is fumbling, the pastor is fumbling, but your light still shine. Why? Because your connection is not dependent on the worship team or dependent on the pastor, but your connection is dependent with your relationship with God. Let your light shine in season and out of season. Oh my God. If you're not receiving that word, I'm receiving that word for myself. Your light must shine. Even when the church is not full and we give you a podium to preach, your light must still shine. We say you must go for outreach. You don't come back with anybody. You come back with one person. Your light must still shine. We don't shine because everything is working for us. We shine in the way, even when winds are contrary, but we still shine. Oh, my God. Lastly, read. Continue, Ketan. Lastly, that I picked up in the scripture is that when God has worked in you, you must hold fast on the word of life. You can lose anything else, but never lose the word of life. I, I, I love because the Bible says, holding fast. How fast are you holding? Yeah. Because when winds come, they blow you there. They blow you there. They, when God has worked in you, you must hold fast yeah. on the word of God. There's a vendor song. It's easy to sing it. Another thing to apply it. But God must work. <laughs> that was it. The first service, shake your neighbor and your neighbor. <laughs> we are done with the first service. And the message was, God must work in you. We can't be Christians and we say we serve God, yet the same God we serve has not worked in us. Hello? He must work. He must work in us. I mean, look at a child that, your child that you left at home. Now, now, now he or she is walking. He or she is, even you, you are a child one more time. Somebody worked in you to become the woman you are. Yeah. To become the man you are, somebody worked in you. Yeah. So if you say you're a child of God, there's no man of God. We're all children of God. We're all children of God. These are just terms on earth here. The bishop is in the house. We are all children of God. So when you're a child of God, when you approach God, you don't say, Father, the bishop is here. 
<laughs> God can laugh like you're laughing, like you're taking chances. But look at a child. A child, when a child comes to you, uh, Miss Ayo, when your child comes to you, she, he or she is dependent for you for food, for clothes, for everything. She always knows if my mom is here, everything is provided for. Because I am a, I'm a child, which means when I'm a child, I don't know it all. My, my, my father will teach me the, the ropes of life. But my father cannot teach me when I'm a rebel. My father can only teach me when I submit under him so that he must work in me. God must work in us. Amen. Amen. When God has worked in you, therefore you must put off and put on. Sermon number two. Hello? When God has worked in you, your dress code must change. We are moving to sermon number two. I hope the media team has heard me. This is someone number two. Your dress code must change because it's like a woman who's, who gets married. She doesn't keep her old surname. When she gets married, things must change. And you say, Pastor, but how does this work in... I've worked for you, bruh. And I came to your parents and they charged me 70000 I paid 70000 That is the strength that I worked for. And that strength justifies me. It, justif it tells you, you are forced. You must change to my surname. Which means you are shedding off the past and you are putting on the new. Amen. Hello? That's when we move to, to Colossians chapter 3. Are we there? Wait, we've been teaching about this for three weeks now. Yeah. Colossians. Colossians 3, Colossians 3. Last week we, we spoke about being hidden. Hello? Being hidden under the blood. Hey, today I spent days looking for blood. I didn't find the blood, as I promised. I even thought of cutting myself so that I can squeeze the blood. But I was not ready for the pain. <laughs> uh, you know, I was not ready for the pain. Um, so, last week we spoke about the pencil, the bottle, and the bag. You remember? Remember that illustration? The pencil, the bottle, and the bag. Amen. And I see the bag is not here today. The owner thought we are abusing the bag. Let's read verse 3. As we sit here, it's fine. Verse 3, somebody read for me. For you? Uh-huh. You died, shake your neighbor's neighbor. You must die. It says, you died and your life is hidden with Christ in, in God. Verse number four. When Christ who is our life appears, then you, you, you also will appear with him in glory. Now listen, verse three says, number one and very important, you must die. Hello? And when you die, your life must be transferred to be in Christ. Who is in? In God. And we, we explained this in, in, in length last week. That your, your life first must be in Christ. Because Christ's life is in God. Therefore it means that you also are in God. Are you with me? Now, now, now watch this. The Bible says, <clears throat> When Christ, who is our life? Shake your neighbor to neighbor. Christ is my life. How does he become your life? 
Because your life dies. Your life must die first. When your life dies first, then Christ's life takes over your living. You don't live in accordance to your understanding. You live in accordance, which means Christ is 100%. He's got 100% ownership of you. But he will never have 100% ownership of you until you have died. Hello? Which means you will never experience the power of resurrection because you are now, you can't resurrect. The power of resurrection, according to scripture, it says the same power that raised Christ from the dead. There is no other man that was ever resurrected except Christ. I don't know that you hear me. Therefore, if you want to experience the resurrection power in your financial area, if you want to experience the resurrection power in your studies, if you want to experience the resurrection power in every area of your life, your, your, your life must be in resurrection before it resurrects. Oh, I must say that one more time. Your life must be in resurrection before it resurrects. That's what, that's what the Bible says. He is the resurrection. Who is he? Christ. Now, the Bible says that when Christ, who is our life, appears, hello, then you will appear. You also will appear with him. Hello? Hello? Now, now, now watch this. When he appears, you also will appear with him. Why? Because he only has the key to unlock the tomb. You don't have the key. I want to take you back to resurrection. When he resurrected, remember when he died? Um, Lazarus died when he was in Bethany and he could not get to Lazarus. Resurrection of Lazarus could only happen when Jesus was there. The opening of Bartimaeus' eyes could only happen when Jesus was there. Hello? The opening of the Red Sea happened without God being there. But Moses was there. But Moses was connected to God. And God said, Moses, take your rod and touch the Red Sea. And it's going to open. And it opened. Remember? It opened because he was acting on the authority of God. The Red Sea was already opened. No, no, move with me. I'm going somewhere. I said, the Red Sea, it was already opened. What was needed was Moses to action the word of God. Can I talk to somebody tonight? <laughs> that problem of yours, it's already solved. You just need to walk in solution. That healing of yours, it's already provided. You just need to walk in healing. You don't need it. It's already provided for you. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, God spoke to Moses, but God, Jesus, could not speak to Miriam and say, Miriam, go to the tomb of your brother. Stand there. Why? Because Jesus was born, but not yet resurrected. Which means there is certain anointing and certain power that Jesus had to tap to after resurrection. Am I talking to somebody? 
Am I talking to somebody? Now, when the Bible says, when they buried him, the disciples went and they closed themselves behind closed doors for fear of the Roman soldiers. You remember? Yeah. And, and it, it was the women who went to the tomb. But scripture tells us that when, 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 when Mary and the other Mary arrived, uh, the, the angel says, are you looking for Christ? He has reason. He's no longer here. He, 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 he said, you will meet him in Galilee. Hello? But one of the extra, extraordinary events that happened was that the disciples were hiding behind closed doors. And before he resurrected, he had to knock. After resurrection, he does not ask permission to enter. He enters. The Bible says, he, he, when they were sitting there in fear, he appeared before them. He appeared in the midst of them. And he said, peace be unto you. In the midst of fear when they were scared. But Jesus did not knock because if he had, if he had knocked, one of the questions that would have come was, who are you? Who is it at the door? And maybe he would say, Jesus. And Peter would say, maybe, he, maybe it's not Jesus. Maybe, maybe somebody else would say, how do we know that it is you? But he needed to tap into resurrection. But resurrection, he would not tap into the power of resurrection until he surrenders his life to death then when he is resurrected he does not need a human being's permission to enter into places he does not need your permission to enter into your life he does not need your permission to enter into your problem he does not need your permission to enter into your lion's den wherever your life throws you Jesus can enter and how does he enter because he is the resurrection, the life. Now watch this. When he resurrects, he enters. And he said, peace be unto, unto you. Now, let's come back to scripture. Scripture says, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him. Hello? Will appear with him. But I love something here. They crucify you with him at Golgotha. Hear me? Remember, I, th I think I talked about this two weeks ago, that when they were crucifying there, they were not necessarily crucifying Jesus. No, they were crucifying us in him. That's why I said, my God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because God could not identify himself with sin. Because we were born in sin. Hello? Shake your neighbor's a neighbor. You were born in sin. Now, now watch this. They crucify him in Golgotha. But when he appears, he does not appear in Golgotha. When he appears, he appears in glory. Because resurrection is a place of transformation. A place of promotion. Wherein where they killed you. When he appears, he says, 
I don't bring you back in the same position. You will never operate in the same anointing. You will never operate in the same level of where you were. But because you allowed your life to surrender, you allowed your life to go through death, you allowed your life to go through pain, and you don't need to struggle. You don't need to appear yourself. I will usher you into another level. I will usher you into another glory. I will usher you into another dimension. I will usher you from ordinary to extraordinary. I will usher you to, to nature from natural to supernatural. But you need to allow yourself to die. And when you die in me, when you die in me, I will cause the resurrection to happen because I've got the power to resurrect everything. When they've written you off and they thought you will never come back again, but you can tell them it's just a matter of time. I'm coming back again because I am connected to the resurrection power. I shall resurrect. I shall appear. And I will not appear in the natural, but I will appear in glory. Another meaning of glory is weight. Because glory is the weight of God. Glory is the heaviness of God. Glory, it is the power of God. When you did not have glory, you were too light. But when glory comes upon you, even that which was able to blow you away, you are able to stand and stand therefore. And people ask, why are you still standing? I'm not standing in the ground. I'm not standing on anybody. I'm not standing on my power. I can stand and say it is not by might. It is not by power. It is not by my intellect. But I am in glory. And it is the glory that gives me the weight. It is the glory that gives me the power. It is the glory that gives me the anointing. It is the glory. That is why the church, the church of today must stop crying for them, must stop crying for the anointing. The church of today must cry for the glory. Because the anointing you already have. What the missing ingredient so in the church of today, it is the heaviness of God. Because in the heaviness, you don't lay hands anymore. In the heaviness, you just say, where are the sick? Somebody will just appear. There. It was when you were worshiping. Oh, I came here, I had cancer, and cancer disappeared. It was when you were preaching. Oh, that my life was turned around. How did this happen? In the heaviness of the glory. In the heaviness of the glory. Lord, I need to appear in the glory. Glory. When all is said and done, may I appear in the glory. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout, I need your glory. Somebody shout, I need your glory. Somebody shout, I need your glory. Without the glory of the Lord, you are too light. Without the glory of the Lord, you are valueless. Without the glory of the Lord, you appear and nobody. It is the glory that brings the weight the Bible says then you also will appear hello hello watch the Bible Bible says you will appear with him hello which means you will not appear before 
he will not appear before but he will appear with oh talk to me church shake your neighbor the neighbor he will appear with you how does he appear with you George because he did not wait for you to come to him he came down to you and took you from the deep muddy clay and said I don't walk in the muddy clay I walk on higher ground can I invite you to where I walk that's why the Bible says his ways are higher than my ways his thoughts everything about God concerning you it's hype God does not think in the capacity of how you think everything concerning your life my brother is higher about you but you will never tap in the highness of his thinking when you are walking in the lowness of your life you are not hearing me church I'm gonna say it again you will never tap in the highness of his capacity of thinking if you are still walking in the lowness of your life some of you you look down upon yourself because of your background you look down upon yourself because of events that happen around you it is the lowness of your of your thinking that is being affected by the happenings around your life but when the happenings around your life are too low for you there is a higher way that you must step into and this higher way it is the thinking capacity of God about you now he came down he takes you because the Bible says he will appear in glory let me tell you something Jesus will never appear in glory without you you know why I say because he is a servant who was sent. His objective is that the day glory comes, he must be with you. Otherwise, if he appears without you, his mission on earth was never fulfilled. Hello? That is why I'm saying the church of today must stop crying for the anointing. He has already given you the anointing. When he said, go ye unto the world and make disciples, he was anointing you to do what he was doing. He was anointing you as his agents so that when he comes back, even those people that he could not touch when he was not there, because he does not only, he is no longer limited in a human capacity body. Now he has become spirit. He, is, he, he, he lives in you. Therefore, the things that are in you are the things that are in Christ. Your mind is not your mind, but you are controlled by the mind of Christ. The things that you speak, you don't speak of your own because even Christ was not speaking of himself. He was not speaking from him, himself, but he was speaking from what the Father was saying. Why am I teaching somebody tonight? Am I teaching somebody tonight? If he appears alone, the father will ask, where are they, those that are, where is Pindu? Because I sent you for her. Where is George? Christ can't stand there and say, but he was sinning too much. No, but your objective was to do confession. The mission of Jesus Christ was to do conversion. The mission of God was to do acquisition. I mean, was to do retention. God retains the people. Jesus goes out and does acquisition. Invites, invites them. 
And the problem with it, that's why he says, when I'm lifted up, I will do what? I will draw. Mm. Because that is the mission of Jesus. The problem is that the institution that Jesus left on earth is no longer drawing people. Because he that draws people is no longer in the institution anymore. People are no longer here for the, for the one that draws them. People are here for people. Now, that's what the Bible says. When he appears, I want to put it to you tonight that he will never leave you behind. The Bible says, even when he's got a hundred sheep and one of them, Henda, oh, shake your neighbor as a neighbor. I am one of them. I am one of them. <laughs> the Bible says, when he's got a hundred sheep, when one of them goes out of the way and it goes lost, it never told him where it was going, never made an appointment, whatever. The Bible says, he will leave the 99. He will go out. You think he likes going to the thorns? He likes going to the waters? No! He is fulfilling his spiritual responsibility because his responsibility is to make sure that all come to him. That's why he says, when you go through the waters, I will be... Oh, come and talk to me. I will be what? I will be watching you. He says, I will be with you. You can't be with somebody if you are not in what they are in. He says, when you go through the fires, I will be what? When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the burning furnace, <laughs> Jesus was already there. No. And you ask yourself, but why couldn't they see him? No. He's only visible when you enter. The moment you enter into the fire, he shows up. Because without you in the fire, his initiation and activation is never relevant. That's why you must ask yourself, why didn't I die in that accident? No, it's because when the car began to skid, he showed up. When you're still driving, angels are with you. But when, when Kushuba was one of Kushubile, Jesus says, that's where I specialize the most. Why? Because I must appear with you. Bible says, he will appear with you in glory. But listen, there's a condition here. See this guy. He's even wearing shorts. Who comes to church wearing shorts? They're even a leader at church. But Christ doesn't care about your dress code. People can, can talk about your shorts, but he will still identify with you in the shorts because he must fulfill what he came for. To appear with you. Why? Because he says, when they are talking about you, don't worry, they are also talking about me. Because I'm here to identify with you so that I can appear with you. If I don't identify with you, I will never appear with you. But watch this. He does not appear, like I said, he does not appear with you anywhere else. He can't find you in this level. And appear with you again in this level. Then it's not Jesus. I'm going to say it again. He can't find you in this level and appear again in this level. The God that I serve, never. When he finds you in this level,
You know why he's able to get up? Jesus has got my back. So please, when you left me at the bottom, and all of a sudden I appear higher than you, please don't judge me. I did not bring myself here. He helped me up so that he can appear with me in glory. They sing, in the fullness of your grace, in the power of your he lifts me up. And she goes, higher, higher. Who's lifting me up? Jesus. If you are tired of your level and I want to be hidden in you, so that when you appear, I must appear with you in glory. But the problem is, Numpa, we are seeking the glory without being in Him. And that's why scripture says, you can never go to the Father unless you go through me. Hello? Lastly, verse 5. Somebody called me this, this afternoon and said, are you ready for recharge? I'm like, hey, bro, I'm not ready. But God is ready. Because every time I come to recharge, the Lord just gives me a scripture. And everything I say, the Lord just gives me when I'm here. If I can show you my notes, I've got nothing of what I was saying. The Lord just gives me everything, but for somebody that is here tonight. Now, let's go to verse 5 and we close there. We're going to end at verse 5 today. Do you have message? Can we do reference in message? Read. Verse 6. Let's finish at verse 6. Now, listen. I'm, I'm going to close here tonight. Listen. The Bible says, Therefore, put to death. Remember, we said, we said this thing, and, and my topic is still <laughs> put off and put on. Listen, the Bible says, put, therefore put to death your members. Hello? Now, this is not me, it's the Bible. The Bible says, say, they, you've got members, Wena. They are your fellow members, they are your fellow colleagues. You work hand in hand. But what, what, what Christ is saying is, but when I gave birth to you, you didn't have these things. Hello? Hello? He didn't have these things. Because members are, peop are things or people that join. 
Huh? You accumulated them on the way. Now, if, if it was talking about death, it would say, put to death your sons and daughters or your children. Because children are birthed from within. But members are acquired from outside. Can I talk to somebody tonight? Now, 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 what he's saying is that when you were walking along the way, you picked up member one, member two, member three. Wherever you go, you are, you're, you're picking up. Everywhere you go, you're picking up. And if, because they, they did not invite themselves, you pick them up. Wherever you go, they must follow you. Some of them, they stay here. He's about to preach. Let's leave him. He preaches. But the members, some of them are stubborn. They come. No, no, come, come. Come. And you hear the pastor preaching, and he starts cursing. And you can hear this thing is, is personal now, man. No, it's because certain members are with him. And when these members are with him, God is not with him. When he steps off the pulpit, the, he joins the members. Members are with you. And some of us are in the church. But with these members. And these members, they don't join church. They don't get baptized. They are not filled with the Holy Spirit. No, they've got their own agenda. You, you must return them where you got them. Listen to me. The Bible does not say divorce them. Because you did not marry them. You can't divorce a member. And unfortunately with this membership, this one, this one, you, you, you can't tear out the membership form and say, no, get out of my church. You're no longer a member of this church. Ketile? Ketile. No, they allow you to give tithe. Come, come guys, come. They allow you to worship. In the fullness of your grace. But, but they're still there. And these members are not seen by a carnal mind. No, but God is seeing them. And you ask yourself, I attend all night prayers. I attend Richard Wednesday. I attend prayer weeks. I attend everything. I attend worship. God, why are you not moving? But God says, you are too crowded. Your life, there are too many people. How can I move in the midst of members? Listen to me. For the sake of time. The Bible says, therefore, put to death. Hello? I love it because God does not say, I will kill them for you. You know why he's not killing them for you? Because he did not acquire them for you. He says, put to death. Not just members, but the Bible says, put to death your members which are on uh, read the Bible look at the Bible where are the members ah oh, come on church where are the members on earth Here. yet Christ wants to appear with you in glory hello 
Like the apostle said when we were in Pretoria, you can't run the race. The marathon of faith when you've got members. When you're sleeping, they don't sleep. No, they're getting ready for the following day. These ones, no, they don't sleep. That's why you wake up and you're just feeling, I want to go to church today. No. You think the member was sleeping? No, it was waking on you. Because God is not waking in you. It was waking on you when you were sleeping. Bringing thoughts on you. Bringing, you just woke up. People ask, why, why, why are you moody today? And you think moodiness is physical? No. Members were waking on your things. You just wake up and people ask, but pastor, why are you hating on me today? No, it's not the pastor. There's a member here. There's a member here. Remember, yeah, that is that was waking on him the whole day, the whole night. This member, it's waking, it's waking, it's waking, it's waking. It's not him. That's why when you fight, don't fight him, don't fight the man. It's not the problem, it's not the man. The problem is with the members. Remember, pray for grace in the members. The God must help him. Oh, the Lord must open his eyes. Girls went out of the house and he could not see anything as he saw the army that was against him until Elisha came out and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. I pray that the Lord may open up your eyes that you may be. Begin to go on a search party, discover the members, the members that you acquire on earth, and put to death. See, the Bible says, put to death. Who must put to death? Self. Whether I take a gun or I take a slash, but these members, I must kill. I must kill. I must kill. And uh, don't be like Saul. And you kill some of them. Some of them you keep. Hey, this one can make shirts for me. This one is a designer, man. I know, I know, I know, yeah, not perfect. But I benefit from it. You are in Christ. Yet your benefit is from the kingdom of the devil. Second Corinthians 5 says, when you are in Christ, all things must pass away. What is pass away? Barrier. There must be death. If you are ready to become a child of God, there must be death. Two deaths happens, two of them. One is done by the blood of Jesus. One is done by you. My time is done. But let me just say this one thing. Listen, when you repent and you say, I receive Christ as my personal savior, the, right there, the blood does the death. But it does not kill members. I thought some of us, we've been Christians for a long time, but we're still suffering from the same thing. Why? Because this member is still there. She looks very young, but she's too powerful for you. Sit, guys. The Bible says, put to death the members which are on, on earth. Why the Bible specifies these members are on earth? Because earth is not your dwelling place. Earth is your transition place. You are just passing by here. The singer sings and says, we, we are foreigners in relations. But we are, we are, we are passers by here. Hello? 
Now you can't you can't get you see you're transiting I mean you're going to England to London Heathrow and you take a, a what do you call a do they call it a, a connecting flight but you're connecting in Dubai hello in Dubai you don't sleep in hotels Papa you sleep at the airport because you are connecting hello you, you don't marry in Dubai because you are connecting because that marriage you, you, you don't seek for employment in Dubai because you are connecting Now, now, now watch this because we could not we found something that attract our eyes in Dubai and we could not stay in Dubai therefore we take them on board to Heathrow and you get down at Heathrow and the authority says, says your bag is overweight what's in here no but because the same weight that you have here it's not the, it's not the weight that you took when you departed from South Africa what, what, what did you acquire on the plane Pastor, what are you talking about? <laughs> South Africa is your mother's womb. It brings you, hello, and transits you to Dubai. Dubai is a place called Earth. You are just connecting. It is not your final destination. You are just connecting there. So, Amori, whatever you do there, you must be intelligent because you are connecting. You don't waste your resources there because you are connecting. You don't invest money there because you are connecting. You don't make relationships there because you are connecting. Because when the time, of, because let me tell you something, you will hear the, the flight attendant or whoever, there's, there's a voice that will call at the airport and say, flight A05 to Heathrow, it's about to depart. All passengers, please make your way to the boarding gate. All passengers, please make your way to the boarding gate. But the, the voice is calling to passengers that are never ready, that were never ready to board the flight. Their bags are not checking. They are not ready, but the voice is keeping on calling and the voice is keeping on calling but the people are in church but they're not hearing the voice what is the voice saying the voice is saying you were here for 35 years you were here for 40 years you were here for 60 years the longevity of your year does not grant you to take citizenship you are not here to stay you are passing by and when the voice calls it says the flood going to Heathrow Nerdoy. But you can't go without a ticket. And the ticket on this flight is salvation. You, you must be saved. But they, have, they, say, they, they don't care about who you are. But they are going to preach at TDJ. They don't give a damn. They ask, can I see your ticket, sir? Ticket, please. Passport. Ticket, passport. Say. Pukic, this is my last thing to say. One day your name is going to be called. They will ask for your ticket. They will ask for your passport. The question is, what will you have to show? Because you've got too many members that do not fit on where you're going. No, they were good for Dubai. But they are not qualified to get to Heathrow. And if you want to get to Heathrow, you must bid them farewell. 
Say goodbye. My name has been called. I need to get to Heathrow. But you must take a decision to put to death lies, fornication, adultery, lust, evil desires, covetousness, a lot of anger. We'll touch on this next week. You, you need to put to death. The, the only thing is that sin, sin nowadays is adultery. But people lie and they think it's not sin. People, are, people suffer from anger and they think it's not sin. The apostle taught us on Friday. Every man has got his own sin. And you know it and it knows you. And if you want to get to Heathrow, you must put to death. Like I said, I keep on saying, there are certain things that need grace, Holy Spirit, speaking tongues, what not. This, Baba Sibir, this iPhone Musale, doesn't need grace. It needs a decision. You must make a decision. And say, you know what? I've got a member that has been troubling me. And this member is going to delay me to get where I'm supposed to get. How many members do you have? I also have my own that I'm dealing with. Now, the fact that I'm preaching doesn't mean that I'm immune from these members. No, I also have my own. If, if I didn't have, I was supposed to be seated also next to Jesus at the right hand side of the Father. I'm not yet there. Because Jesus can see, I mean, you've got members, man. But if I don't hang up, you will lead the church. And it's a powerful church on earth. But you are never led in Christ. Put to death. If you want to appear in glory with him, there's a, there's a responsibility that you must fulfill yourself. Put to death. When will we come to your house for a burial? Because there are members that have been killed. Until you kill them, no one is going to kill them for you. It's like Jesus saying, your prayer is only anointed for these members, not for anything else. It's anointed for these ones. You can lay hands on the sick. They, are not, they won't get healed. One, two, three, four, five. You know them. Even as I'm talking now, they're coming. Want us to pray as we seated. And pray for yourself, bro. Pray for yourself. You need to pray for yourself. It's, it's your responsibility to pray for yourself. If you need to appear with Jesus, he can't take you when you still got members. And you need to pray, God, give me the strength, give me the power to get rid of this member. This one, this one must go. Let's pray. Let's pray together. This one must go, God. This one must go. I'm tired of this member. It's been tormenting me for a long time. Hebrews, the, the writer of Hebrews, the Bible says that they're running the race that is set before you. But you must get rid of the weight, get rid of the weight, get rid of the weight, get rid of the weight. And the sin that is so easily entangles us, it is a member, it is a member that is on earth. It can't go to heaven glory. It can't be manifested in the, in, 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 in the glorious place of God. You need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It does not need your shouting. You need to focus on that member. You need to focus on that member and get rid of it. Fight against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God is working in you. God is Allow him to give you the ability to. Allow him to give, the, give you the ability to get rid of it. He said, put to death. This member's on earth. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, we surrender before you, God. I come before you, O God, as the pastor of this church, O God. Mighty God, here we are as a church, Almighty God. We say, Lord, as you work in us, may you give us the grace. May our eyes be open, may our spiritual eyes be open, that we are directed of where the death must happen, where the members must be put to death. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that, oh God, these members are the entrance of the devil. The devil uses these members to get to us. I pray in the name of Jesus. Some of them are not mentioned in this Bible, but, oh God, they are troubling us. I pray for mothers in the church, for men in the church. Help us that, oh God, we go out on a search party, discover these members, put to death, put to death, put to death lies, put to death anger, put to death fornication, put to death adultery, put to death every weakness that is coming against us, every sin that is so easily entangling us. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, help us, for it is you that works in us, both to do and to will. I pray in the name of Jesus, that, oh God, even in the course of this week, work in us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that, oh God, one day, we can be able to appear with you in glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give God a hand of praise to him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Was that a good teaching for tonight? Amen. I want just to go home and reflect on this word. Pray on this word. Lord, I want to appear in glory. I'm, I'm tired of the crumbs. I need, to, I, need to, I need to step into the higher ways of God. I'm, I'm tired of my low, my low self-esteem. I need to step into the higher ways. Every time people look at me, what's wrong? I'm, I'm always low. I need to, Lord, transform my life. I need to step into the higher ways of God. Hallelujah. 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 May God help us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As we put to death these members that we don't want anymore. We'll continue next week. From verse number 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 until we get to verse 13. There's just much that God wants to speak to us about. Hallelujah. And the Lord shall be good to us. Amen. Can we prepare our offering?